Welcome to the Cannabis Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Earl Carruthers, and I have been a serial cannapreneur in the growing, processing, and retail space for over eight years. And we are here to learn together to get a well-balanced understanding of cannabis and cannabis products. Tune in every week for quality cannabis education for your canna inspiration. We are live. Hello, 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 and what up, though, everybody? This is the Cannabis Therapy Podcast Show. Got a little bit of delay going on here, but we should be all good now. Had a little bit of tech fun earlier. Screens freezing and unfreezing, but this is what we do. We overcome technology. We overcome technology. We have a great show for you today for the Cannabis Therapy Network Show. What's up? Thank you for the thumbs up. This is totally interactive. Uh, definitely let me know if you're out there, you're listening, all that jazz. Today, we're going to be talking about compliance. We're going to talk about red flags and how to avoid some of these red flags when it comes to compliance. So we have a very special guest, an industry expert that's going to be breaking down some of the red flags to avoid if you're looking to get into the industry or if you're already in the industry. Uh, definitely come in and chime in. This is the Canvas Therapy Podcast Show, and this is our live show. We do two live shows every single month today. Um, this is the Cannabis Connect. We have a different topic that falls underneath a couple of different series here with the Cannabis Therapy Network show. Uh, we have shows that have to do with the history of cannabis. Uh, that's our, called our Canna History series. Uh, we also have shows that deals with the science of cannabis. That's our Cannabis Therapy show. Uh, we also have shows that deal with the business side of cannabis. And that's what this is. This is the Cannabis Connect. What up, though, Cynthia? I see you out there. Uh, thank you for saying what's up out there. I appreciate the, the feedback and the love. What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, and if you're in the industry, definitely this is the point where you can make connections as well. Let us know where you are in the industry, looking to get into the industry, or if you are in the industry, say hello just like Cynthia did and introduce yourself, and maybe we can make some connections because that's what the show is about. Um, it shows to help you avoid those uncomfortable experiences, whether it is from consuming or whether it is just learning about the plant, we are here to help us have more comfortable experiences through education, connection, and advocacy. And that's what this show is doing right now. All right, cool. So I'm going to give a nice little introduction to who we have as a guest today. Uh, we have none other than Musarat Fatima, who is the MF Cannabis License and Regulatory Consultants. She's representing them. Uh, she is, has She's known for having more than 20 years of experience in quality assurance, uh, quality control, regulatory affairs with the pharmaceutical, food, and cannabis industry. Um, wow. So she's able to cross over some of her skills that came from the pharmaceutical side over to the cannabis side. I like that. I like that. Uh, well, some of the big things that Fatima has accomplished, she has a tremendous experience and expertise in recall management. If you are here in Michigan, you've probably seen a lot of different recalls. Um, even recalls from people licking blunts. We're going to talk about that. Compliance, 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 compliance. We're going to talk about that as well. So she has um, a big experience in recall management, um, investigations, root cause analysis. That's RCA. Uh, she's a cannabis license management packaging. She has experience in that, in labeling and compliance, promotional compliance, underneath the Cannabis Act and regulations. So she's coming with some, a lot of knowledge, a lot of, a lot of, uh, 
you know, sometimes you may think it's the boring side of business, uh, but she's coming with some information to help us get through some what we may not think as exciting part. We want to get into growing and selling some cannabis, but there's a lot of things behind the scenes we need to know as well. So something that's impressive with Fatima, she is security clear from Health Canada and approved from uh, the quality assurance person from Health Canada. Well, I personally can't go to Canada right now. They have certain rules and things like that. But without any further ado, uh, let me bring on our special guest, Fatima. Hi, Fatima. How are you? Good. How are you? Very nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you. Thank you for joining the Cannabis Study Show. Uh, give us an idea of where are you uh, broadcasting from? I'm in Toronto, Canada, Ontario. So I'm the licensed uh, consultant here. So I'll be helping you find the compliance and finding solutions for the red flags that you have in this industry, mostly in US plus Health Canada, like in Canada. So let's get started then. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let me get my, let me get my, I like how you say, let's get, let's get started. I, I like to jump into it and get my slides up here. Let's get up and pretty. Um, hello. Sarah Smile. Hello. I like the last name. Smile. You just makes you smile when you say your last name. I bet you get that all the time. Hello, Sarah. Thank you. Yes, this is the Definitely Interactive Show. If you guys have any questions as we go on about compliance, if you are about your application process um, or if you are in the industry already, definitely uh, shoot us questions as you go and I'll do my best to answer them as long as they're uh, on point. And at the end, we got time for Q&A as well. So, uh, so Fatima, what I would like to do on this slide here is have a conversation one kind of get into what is compliance? What is all this even talking about? These this word compliance, 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 um, and then get into some problems that you can foresee, uh, whether that's in Canada or U.S. or in different industries of some mistakes that people have made um, and some things that we could foresee and avoid, and get some of your best practices of staying in compliance, avoiding any kind of hefty fines, uh, so that we could be successful in this industry. How's that sound? Sound like a good convo? Yeah, yeah, sure. Sweet. That Sweet. looks like a really good plan. All right. So let's, from your point of view, what is compliance? Um, especially when it comes to the cannabis industry, uh, what is compliance? What does it mean to be compliant? Basically, compliance is the act of keeping up with a set of regulations and rules that cannabis businesses must uphold. Uh, even outside, if you uh, say outside the regulatory agencies, there are other rules and restrictions cannabis businesses will also have to follow, just like other businesses. Like it's just a business that, so you have to also follow the other like federal, legal, like local compliances with that. Uh, and other than that, uh, even if you have uh, compliance from the individual state, you also have to follow other governing bodies including that with the uh, individual state cannabis agencies compliance. So complying with all regulations is compliance. So all okay. the rules, regulations, restrictions. Sounds, that sounds, it sounds so sexy for team is the rules <laughs> and regulations. It's, it's <laughs> so it's, it's not just the cannabis licensing itself. There's also those local rules. There's <laughs> federal yeah. rules. There's, there's different agencies all over the place here. All over, yeah. And on top of that, just regular rules of just running a good old business. You have those those rules as well, huh? Yeah, business rules as well. Okay, okay, okay. Um, now, thank you for that understanding of what compliance is. 
Now, when it comes to, I guess, avoiding uh, some of these, what are some of the reasons of why, I guess, I mean, it's kind of hopefully, you know, common sense and just common, but why is it that we want to be compliant? Why is it that we want to avoid certain things that can uh, create red flags? Like, why is that such an issue? So it's just like the, if we keep a uh, compliant, that was how we are going to keep up the licenses. So of the other compliance problems, there are a few like red flags. If we avoid those red flags, we can stay compliant. So that is something if we know that it will be more compliant and we, we can keep up our license and then we can avoid any violations, any hefty fines, suspensions of your licenses. It's very important to keep your license uh, going smoothly for your business. So license. So to keep your license in good standing, you have to keep keep up with your compliance issues. Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's uh, especially if you spend, I mean, you could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on these licenses. And is it, is it typically like one strike you're out when it comes to being compliant um, in, in the cannabis industry? Or is it is it is it warnings that you're getting? We're going to kind of get into which ones uh, we could avoid. But I'm kind of curious, you know, say on accident you made a mistake here. Um, is it kind of one and done or is it usually some kind of strikes it you depends. get with it? No, it depends what you have done. Like it's sometimes they might ask for a like a corrective action. There are corrective, uh, corrective actions. If it's uh, for certain things, they are not uh, flexible, quite flexible. But for other things, sometimes they ask you to do some corrective actions. Okay. So okay. you can, yeah. So let's, let's let's get into I guess what some of the um, some of the red flags that people will see often, and one of them is has to do with inventory. Can you kind of give us some insights as to what can go wrong or what kind of red flags can can come up when it comes to um, inventory matters? Inventory, uh, basically, inventory in cannabis is very, very, very important. I would say that, like, like the number one important issue is that. So, so it is important because the agency is closely monitoring and watching sales to ensure the stock and purchases align. So they want like, uh, like they don't want any discrepancies in this thing. So for especially for dispensaries, they use like cycle counting. So that is kind of a portion of your inventory schedule time counting each month and then you go through and finish it off. So it's something like that. So inventory is very important. So it's um, uh, that's what basically it's avoiding to go to the black market or something. So yeah. if you want to legalize, so that's what agencies are really, really closely monitoring that your inventory is aligned with your sales plus purchases and your storage. Now, is 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 this inventory, I know, so in Michigan, we have five different license types. We have, you know, there's the retail, um, there's the processing, which is making products, and then there's the growing side of it. And then there's two additional licenses. Those are the three sexiest, growing, processing, and retailing. And then we have the laboratory licensing, and then we also have the transportation licensing. And it sounds like, I know those are just five here in, in Michigan. Is, is that similar to licensing that's over in uh, Canada? Yeah, almost it's uh, more or less same. It's It also has it has a cultivation, has the processing retail licenses. Um, uh, then, then there's a the sales license. Uh, more or less it's same. It's uh, like everything is included. So okay. basically they have to monitor that the 
cannabis is not going out to the black market so they want the inventory maintained like from maybe they can have a custody like uh, anything they they have to implement different uh, uh, people are doing different things, like a chain of custody right everything like uh, in many ways you have to keep your record you have to report in health canada we basically every we have to submit in a monthly report for our inventory like from start to end from for monthly inventory so that is very important here in canada also and wow. same is for us so like every step we have to document and then submit a report every month it's a monthly reporting so the whole the whole chain. So if it's starting off from growing from a plant from a seed, that grow has its own inventory management system. And then when it goes to here in Michigan, it goes to like a licensed transportation company. Mm -hmm. They have a log as well log. from there, yeah. um, and then from there it can go to a processing center where there could be making to <coughs> excuse me pre rolls or maybe edibles. Yeah. Um, and then there's that there's an inventory management system there, and then it can go to the retail store. Then it's inventory. So every single chain has its own inventory. Yeah. Matter Even system. internally, if you're making like if you're buying a flower, and then that's an inventory, and then you're going um, going into it uh, like doing extraction. Then the wastage, even the destruction, the wastage, everything has to be documented. So there wow. cannot be any negative numbers here. So wow. it has to balance. Yeah, at the end you have to see. Uh, uh, in Canada, there's like a they have a software like CTLS. So if you do, it rejects it. If there is any discrepancies, you you have to find out and then submit the. So if it's a negative value, uh, so that also uh, like it's really, it's a software. So they have provided us like it's a system like ctls system so we have to submit yeah. our report so we have to keep up with like really inventory is like number one wow wow waste yeah. waste management too so any any waste management <laughs> any kind of trimming wow yeah trimming yes. trimming waste uh, moisture loss there's a lot of lo moss, uh, moisture loss during harvest to curing drying yeah. and then why like if it's like a thousand kg of uh, harvested you yeah. don't uh, at the end product it's not a thousand kilos it's 80 percent moisture is lost right, so you right. have to document that okay so that is important that has to be reported to health canada now so so typically is there a, a, a position just for this one because it, it seems like it's pretty intensive so it seems like and you can't vary too much here on mm -hmm. on on inventory so there's is it typically an employee or a management position uh with these different license types that's really dedicated to just inventory matters is that sound right yeah they, we keep softwares it's always recommended to keep a, like a software so we have a tracking system okay so it's sometimes becomes hard manually so either we keep uh, and that has to be like uh, it should be uh, auditable also like no gmp or something like it could not be changed if it's a gmp certified uh, uh, software we are using for inventory control so it, it it's not like you change it in between so because yeah. every like if destruction if five kilos is gone for destruction 20 kilos is here was the initial start so we have to all has to come together to it has to sum up together to make the basic like the initial start wow seeds okay. then the everything even the plants are numbered 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, that's that's good. It sounds yeah, like you can't plan. be too high on a job doing that one. You cannot be high talking about inventory. Shit. Okay. Mm. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. No, you um you mentioned an, another red flag earlier about storage. So I don't, we're talking about inventory, just keeping track of live living waste and all that stuff. But let's say we got some good stuff. We got a good harvest. Um, and and right now we can talk about growing. Um, but even if it's pre-rolls or, or products, you just can't just grow it and put it in, in a Ziploc bag, food safe bag and call it a day. It has to be labeled and, and tagged and all that stuff, huh? It's, it's very intensive. Yeah, we have to have a proper standard operating procedure for it. So it's not, a, if you talk about Canada, it has to be secure storage also. There's a, some regulations for that also, like it has to be either a vault. Mm. Uh, access control. There are some securities also. And then how you're going to store, what you're going to store, where you're going to store, it has to be documented. And then even if you take it out, like if you're taking for any processing for any reason, pack packaging that has to be documented. Documentation is everywhere. So that is there is a procedure of uh, their guidelines, restrictions that uh, and uh, at the end of the day all the even in the facility everything has to go and then lock signed so it has to be restricted like the use the storage is like that so you have to have a proper documentation chain of custody who who has taken who like uh, uh, someone who is taking a manager who is taking 12 kilos of uh, flour from the storage he has to document it and then show documents that where did he use it like it has been pocket yeah. package it has been uh what how much is like destruction where where did it go so all those documentations are important okay. even if you do cultivation you you cannot just do cultivation you have to uh, like if you're waiting for processing testing that has to be documented and stored proper labeling uh, labeling is very 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 important wow yeah. That's what's up. I'm about to start smoking right now. Just talking about this. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, yes, Crystal. Crystal had a comment out there. She said basically how food is traced uh, from raw materials to finished product to shipping. If recall happens, you know how to trace back. So she's she's saying it's kind of similar in the cannabis industry. It is to kind of the uh, raw food um, scenario. Is has is that is there? You kind of agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh kind of uh, okay but uh, it's not basically like food because this is like a controlled substance okay so the controlled substance is a little bit more they add a little bit more layer to it it's uh, uh, for this uh, this is just for recall purpose what food industries are doing they do it for recall so they know that every ingredient they can do the investigations so but here it is for recall also Definitely, this is one purpose of this is for recall. Plus, uh -huh. they have to keep a check on the in incoming and outgoing. So there is also something. This is like an addition. Right. This is for recall and for food only. But uh, they also want to track that they don't. They didn't somehow like uh, ten percent is okay. Ten plus minus, they are okay. If there is a discrepancy, they can avoid. But if it's more than, then there is some actions they take. Uh, regulatory agencies. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. So they're trying to, okay, I guess, yeah, with, with the controlled substance, making sure it doesn't get into the traditional market. Um, I get, yeah. I get their concerns there, even though, uh, you know, I, yeah. that should be the biggest, <laughs> the biggest concerns of all the things that can go wrong here. 
Uh, oh my God, they got some loose weed. Ah! All right. Anyways, um, all right. So we talked about inventory matters. We talked about uh, we talked about storage. Now let's talk about some security matters here. Uh, being compliant, I, I, I hear about when you're trying to submit your business plan or to actually get your license, you do have to have some kind of security plan. Um, you have to meet some kind of security standards. Um, how big is it um, as far as being compliant um, in the cannabis industry when it comes to security? Is that a big hurdle to overcome? Mm -hmm. Yeah, security is uh, is very, very important in this industry. That's how they are tracking every step what you're doing. Uh, the premises has to be secure. There's like a certain kind of like they have uh, guidelines for it, like how you have to be like the access control uh, cameras, uh, 360 monitoring, the perimeter monitoring. And then uh, it's like, uh, yeah, security is uh, like, uh, and then some day uh, ask us to keep the documents for a certain period of time. Some of them like for a certain period, uh, period of time, while others regard that surveillance kept for a varying period as well, like maybe six months or more than that. So they want like, uh, they don't want any, uh, like they want like a continuous 24 hours uh, video recording gotcha. kept. So health can any uh, any regulatory body they can ask for it and they can ask for this day this day what happened this time uh, any we have to show the camera recording to them. So it's not so, like we can't you can't you can't just go to Costco and get the ring the ring camera system down there. You, this is sounds like a sophisticated camera system you're yeah, going to need it, to get set up, huh? It has to have a like most of them. They're typically running twenty four hours a day. Okay. Uh, three sixty, like whole day, twenty four seven. It has to go, and then even if there's a little disruption, something happens in between. Uh, you have to have a corrective action documented that, and then we have to have a, an a inventory check. Wow. Before, if something goes wrong with your cameras, so we have to have a uh, inventory check and then document it properly to show it to. Uh, health Canada. So and say, yes, sir. say the power just goes out, you know, say, you know, there's a power storm or you lose some of the internet. Sometimes the cameras go down because the internet. Uh, so that will have to get documented and um, yeah. you have to recheck inventory based upon any kind of disruption in your footage. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Wow. Yes. Correct. Absolutely. You have to keep the documents like before and after the in inventory. It's the same. Should be the same. Expecting, okay. yeah. Note it. Making sure. Hey, we garden weed like nuclear waste. <laughs> all right, shit. Just some weed, people. But all right, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. So now, um, there. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, so th there's other agencies. We talked about um, different. Um, excuse me. Different departments. Uh, we have the. Of course, there's cannabis regulatory agencies. Now there's other rules that people need to watch out for as far as the local or state or federal. Um, is there certain examples that you can give that um, someone get into the industry, they may think, and well, here in Michigan, we have the Michigan regulate marijuana like um, alcohol agencies here. Um, we have Laura here. Um, is there any other, I guess, departments that do get involved that we should kind of think of that we may not be thinking of when you get into the cannabis industry? Yeah, no, we have to follow all, like any other business, we have to follow all the regulations. Okay. Local, state, federal, whatever is uh, uh, implemented, whatever is affected in the, if it's a municipality, 
we have to follow that if it's uh, uh, we have to follow and then if it's uh, environment we have to follow the epa the environment protection agency we have to buy occupation health and safety uh, there's like uh, food contacts and then gmp uh, whatever they are uh, requesting if you have an edible you have to follow hasf that is wow. like uh, food if you're making edibles if you're making uh, other than that you have some uh, zoning also Mi municipality there is some that you some area they are not allowed to have cannabis stores and cannabis uh, facility anything so that is something that we have to take care that they don't uh, near schools or anywhere they're young young people there we are not allowed to have a cannabis uh, retail store not a retail it's different for the retail is different right. for for them for the facility having cannabis so there are other things that we have to follow whatever is uh, applicable for other businesses we have yeah. to uh, on top of cannabis regulations so you are you so you and of course seems like some of these rules and things could be changing and evolving as you go so is it a position as well um if you're looking to get into this industry trying to put together a business plan uh to to maybe have a position that's just on compliance um having a compliance manager an inventory manager do those roles kind of cross over yeah yeah if you have a designated compliance manager uh, for any type of cannabis operation that will be extremely helpful because someone is there to look after your compliance issues okay. so and that includes all the regulations Okay. The marijuana plus the cannabis and all those stuff. Okay. Cool. 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 Now, um, going more towards dispensary related um, IDs. You know, when we're coming in, mostly, almost pretty much every state, whether it's uh, adult use or it's medical, there's usually an age restriction, and keeping track of people by their age um, seems to be by their, but pretty much checking IDs. So, is checking IDs a pretty standard compliance practice in any best ways? Um, to check IDs um, or any best practices that stores have found, um, whether it's electronic or whether it's just good old, just looking at it with your eye. Um, yeah, dispensaries, they, are, have, they have the regulations like they don't sell it to underage or any undercovers. So they have to keep a track for their, this, uh, they have to see the IDs at the entry some people do that like they check their identities like uh, ids at the entry plus at the purchase point so this is like twofold of their ensuring identification people use the the scanners id scanners for just like avoiding human errors and speed up speed up their process but what happens is like this has uh, privacy issues so these mm -hmm. are something they are using so but still they have that they have to check the ids they cannot uh, give sell to underage customers and any other undercovers, whatever they have to. So wow. they have they should have a procedure for checking the IDs. Love it, love it. Stores, retail stores. So pretty much, yeah, just like I guess going to a liquor store, you know, checking. Yeah, yeah, just, the same, same as a liquor. Same, yeah, yeah same to. process. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Chanel? What's up? Uh, I've got a couple people saying hello out there. Hey, Chanel, what's up, Miss G? I uh, hope you're feeling better, Miss G. Hope to see you tonight at the live band. Uh, appreciate your spirit around, even though you've not been here. It's all good. All good. We miss you. Um, but yeah, go, going back to IDs, I mean, is it common that people are trying to sneak in dispensaries with fake IDs? Is that anything like in Canada? Is, is, is that a big thing? Or is it usually 
you know, kids are going to be kids. They're going to get it where, wherever they're going to get it anyway. But are, are people trying to sneak in to dispensaries no, with fake they IDs? they do have a proper system because that they have to show it to their regulatory bodies. That's how they get approved. So they should have a foolproof method. They cannot sneak in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. shouldn't yeah. have like that. If yeah. something happens, that will be a, a non-compliance. So they'll have to have, a, there'll be a procedure to take care of that. For so sure. it's not that common. Shouldn't be that common. That is, this is also a compliance issue. Cool, if cool. It's happening. it's happening, yeah. Now, uh, training employees, we're talking about IDs and that, I mean, employees, they have to be compliant as well and be up on top of what's going on. So is it kind of the, the role of the compliant manager, making sure the employees are on top of it as well or is it kind of some type of continued education any way to keep employees on top of being what's compliant um in in the industry whether it's growing processing retail yeah yeah when employees understand the compliance red flags and how they relate to their operations they'll be better equipped avoid they will be equipped to avoid them in the first place so the first thing first your break is there employees should know they should be educated they should be trained appropriately with the regulation they are they have to follow according to their roles so that is number one that is what the regulatory agencies also are requesting like they also want the trainings they do check the trainings of the employees working in the industry so this is one step and then with proper training they'll truly understand the ramifications that the smallest mistake can offset so yeah. that is something really important this really plays a big role training employees really helps they know what uh, can cause a big problem so they they avoid it at the first point like initially if they have this is, this is what compliance is like if you do training yeah. and you avoid it the right correct time then they avoid a lot of problems. How does the tra uh, the training typically take place? Just curious. Is it more like is there like a video? I remember like back in the day when I got like a seasonal job with like UPS and I had to carry packages. They would uh, have me sit in front of this TV, pop in a uh, a video, and now I'm just watching this video the the do's and don'ts. But it seems like it's so serious here with the chemist industry. It's probably a little bit more. Is it more hands-on or is it more like a manual? It's hands -on. Uh, basically, it's uh, it depends. It's basically the main, main thing here is the standard operating procedures we prepare. Okay. So if you have a good standard operating operating procedure, then what uh, what we do is train on that standard SOP. We call that SOPs. So we train the employees uh, according whatever their roles. If they're there, they have to be trained. Uh, prior to their function, their job function, they have to be trained according to their SOPs. So that is something they know what they have to do and how they have to do. So and then document what step. The documentation is the must here in this compliance. So that is uh, how they are trained. They, any senior employee can train on their SOPs. Gotcha. Uh, uh, videos for GMP they can see. It depends on the type of training they do give. We do give uh, GMP trainings, videos. Um, sometimes uh, like videos are better also, but uh, uh, for SOPs you have to train them. Like it's like a presentation or something. Like, love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So it sounds like, you know, it sounds, we act about, you know, we talked about what is compliance. We talk about why compliance matters. It seems like uh, being compliant is really, really key to being successful in longevity in this industry. Is that yeah. sounds is, about right, is. huh? Shit. Yeah. Definitely it is. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, this is, isn't, you know, it's, it's not the most sexiest conversation talking about compliance. I, I, I get it, but 
Um, Mr. Ryan, I, I thank you for 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 all the information you, you've been given and and helping us, you know, kind of break it down <laughs> and make things simple. Um, and thank you. Uh, and if you guys have any questions out there live, uh, definitely please please ask them why why we have one of the key compliant consultants in the in the industry here um, that she can kind of answer some of your questions for you as well. Uh, but kind of to wrap some things up, yes, compliance does matter. You cannot skip this shit. This stuff is serious, very serious. You can lose your license. Um, you can lose uh, or you can get hit with a bunch of fines. Um, and and shoot, this is you went through all that hard work to get it. You might as well stay compliant to keep it. And there's a couple different practices. We talked about hiring someone to help out with compliance, um, hiring with uh, when it comes to when it comes to inventory um, and not being high on a job when you're doing this stuff either, because this stuff can get serious completely. Yeah, it's very um, serious. Is there any other key takeaways that I uh, that you want to kind of want to point out as well? Yeah, we did talk mostly about everything. It's just like one of them, like uh, it's also sometimes is the quality assurance part that uh, we need to also take care to keep mm. the uh, health and to take care of the health and safety. We don't want anything that is not produced on and not quality quality product that we are not giving people eating and then getting sick. So that is something we have like sanitation programs. We have gotcha. uh, pest, uh, pest management programs. So these are some quality assurance factors. This also comes uh, in compliance. So we have to comply, but that is on the quality assurance area. So that is another area that we need to also uh, align with the quality assurance. Good point. Very other, good. Point. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want we don't want bad weed out there, bad weed no. products, any of that stuff. That, that and that's gonna just give a bad taste and make people uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, uh, and we don't yeah. get uh, like this is cannabis. Basically, people are using for medical medical purposes. <clears throat> So we don't want them to eat it and get more sick if they have any <laughs> underlying medical problems. So people not only they are not only using for recreational purposes, they are using for medical purposes also. So no, even if they are true. using a recreational, they don't want to get sick. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that's, want, yeah, that's yeah. not so the point. So that is to... they want to get the effect of uh, cannabis, not any microorganism. So that is something that we have to take care if you are a licensed producer. I love it. And yes, Miss yeah. G, no bammer. She says no bammer weed. Yes. I, you you took the words out of my no bammer, no sticks, no stems, no, I forget the song, whatever. But it's all good. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank um now if someone looking to get into the industry or they want to kind of just get some information from you, I have your email here uh up here on the screen. But what is the best way uh people to follow you, uh watch you, subscribe to you, um, you and your company, Fatima? So we have like, um, I have a LinkedIn page. Anyone can go to my website. I think there is like a page here. Yeah, next. So they can uh, come to my website. There's like, they can contact me. There's like contact person, um, contact. Uh, there is like, you can submit your inquiries, queries there. You can follow me on the, uh, our, my page, LinkedIn page. You can contact me on the Facebook. So all the social medias. Awesome. So if you awesome. go to the my website, if you visit my website, you can definitely go to uh, you can have the links there already. Cool. And it's and it's for people who are either uh pre-licensing or post-licensing when it comes yeah. to being compliant. Um and it's all different license types. You you could you can help all, with that? All 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 the time. Yeah, awesome. from recreational, from medical, or if you want a retail license, you got a farm gate license. 
so I can help you with all those. Pre-licensing is to get the license. Post-licensing, people say, oh, now we got the license. Now it's OK. But it's not that. That's just the beginning. You have to start staying compliance. It's another chapter that we have to stay. Awesome. So, awesome. And that's, and, that's, and that's you helping them through their like business plan or things to get the yeah, submit to the plan. state? Yeah, zoning. If they want like retail help, I can help them. A construction. So uh, all compliance. I love it. Make I sure they're every year their construction is compliant. They are following GPP. They are following uh, uh, municipality, municipal regulations. They're following all those things. Awesome. Awesome. We got a couple of thank yous for your time out there. Definitely. Uh, so we have some these slides. Um, uh, they are, they're free. You guys can download these slides here. Go check out cannabistherapynetwork.org. Uh, you can get the slides. Also, we have a cheat sheet and checklist of all the compliance stuff that we just went over. Uh, we also have uh, Musaret Fatima's information as well. Um, our email, all that jazz. You can download it. Check out Cannabis Therapy Network. Uh, also, come to the Craft Canvas Club if you're in the area. Uh, we got the local Detroit area, downtown area over here. Uh, we have a live band tonight, so definitely come check us out. The Craft Cannabis Club at craftcannabisclub.org. Um, this is an open event, almost like open house, so you don't have to be a member yourself. You can come down and just check out the live band, and then you can join to come down all the other days that were open, Monday through Saturday as well. So check us out there. And then, of course, our podcast every single Wednesday. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on, on YouTube. Uh, you Check us out on Spotify. Check us out on um, iTunes or wherever the hell you listen to podcasts at. Google Cast, all that stuff we're there as well. So, yeah, check us out. Campus Therapy network.org craftcanvasclub.org and the campus therapy podcast thank all of you for making comments out there thank you for uh listening to the information thank you for saying thank you out there as well you got a couple shout outs for tima um this has been great thank you for tima this has been awesome thank you very much thank you so much thank you and to all those who are still there as we always say keep life rolling and i will see y'all next show which will be next wednesday there we go all right y'all peace out Thanks for listening to the Cannabis Therapy Podcast. For more Cannabis Therapy blogs and resources, check our website, CannabisTherapyNetwork.org. CannabisTherapyNetwork.org.